This video is sponsored by Last Epoch. Uncover the past and reforge the future in this upcoming time-traveling action RPG from 11th Hour Games. Built for genre veterans and newcomers alike, Last Epoch will have you mastering over a dozen unique and frankly rad-sounding classes like Void Knight, Beastmaster, and Blade Dancer. Branch out across tons of skill trees, dive into the community-revered crafting system, and hunt for rare and powerful loot by yourself or alongside your closest ARPG pals. Last Epoch is easy to learn and hard to master, just like playing the saxophone. And Last Epoch's deep and continually evolving endgame means that there's no curfew on this dungeon crawl, unlike my saxophone playing. I have to stop by 7. Pre-order standard, deluxe, or ultimate editions today to make sure you have access to tons of goodies like the Temporal Guardian Armor Set, pet cosmetics to spruce up your favorite companions, and of course a copy of the game itself. That's important. Start working out those index fingers because Last Epoch comes out of early access on February 21st, 2024. That's this year. Head on over to Last Epoch's Steam page to pre-order your version of the game today and prepare for your next great ARPG adventure. Welcome back to Second Winds Firelink Podcast, episode number eight for Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. My name is Marty Sleeve. I'm joined by Casey, and I'm joined by Nick, and we're joined by Eric, and we just got finished watching Sony State of Play for January 31st, 2024. Uh, and we're just going to do a big old rundown reaction to everything. We got we got our we got our Sonic remake. We got our Death Stranding. We got our Rise of the Ronin. We got our uh, Silent Hill. I'm going to be honest. Some of this was very Marty-centric. And then at the end, they said Final Fantasy's coming, up, but not for a few days, which is the antithesis of Marty centric, uh, but I appreciate it anyway. So yeah, we're going to be uh, running through all of our uh, impressions of the uh, state of play as well as stuff we've been playing. Cause a lot of cool games are coming out, uh, including uh, we, we got persona three, we got more Prince of Persia, Nick put some time in the suicide squad and Oh boy, we have thoughts mm. on the squad. Uh, mm. Welcome guys. Uh, and, and of course, thank you everyone who watched uh, the showcase live with us. Who's here live with us. Uh, we of course appreciate your support on YouTube, uh, on, on Patreon and everywhere you support us. So thank you guys so much. Uh, so right off the bat, what did you, before we go game by game, what did you guys think of uh, Sony's first showcase of the year? I, it's okay. I, I, I still don't know like what they're, <laughs> it, it feels like we still don't know much about their first party stuff. Like we were just really don't like, we don't know what sucker punch is doing. We don't know what naughty dog is doing. We don't know. Any, anything about first party really i mean this everything in this was really a lot of third party first party stuff um besides uh hell divers too uh and uh, yeah that's really about it as far as their first party slate uh yeah we didn't yeah if if you were anticipating the sony's regular staple of, of things yeah they didn't really talk much about that uh but the the like they're still the king of the exclusive deal it seems because the stuff that they have tied to their platform does look really cool and like you can't get that stuff anywhere else so like it's it still does the job of like making the sony platform seem very attractive in that regard because like yeah they they have games that are piquing my interest um but i mean it hasn't changed that sony themselves are still in the business of these sort of big budget cinematic experiences uh, and so they just don't have anything to show in that regard just yet. Uh, the, the Death Stranding stuff, though, which I, I guess we'll get into a lot bigger, uh, a lot later. Um, that looks fine. I'm I'm super curious about the stuff that comes after. 
Yeah, fine. Like it looks fine. It looks like more Kojima nonsense. I'm sorry, I didn't realize I did that with my mouth. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was an internal reaction, but it was external reaction. Yeah, I was hoping to get excited for it. Like it, it, it's so much more of the same sort of energy that I'm like mm-hmm. again feeling a little pushed away by it. But I don't know. Maybe if you see more gameplay, I, I, uh, my feelings will change. Uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> his trailer i'm glad his trailers tell me nothing but also tell me a lot <laughs> i said this at the end of the i just i said a few minutes ago at the end of the watch along um if anyone else tried to pull the stuff kojima does in terms of just these overly grandiose overly long in the tooth trailers taking up like what felt like a third of the entire showcase uh, coming out and having these the giant it, segments where you're like, this is gonna, this is an interactive game. They all are. This is gonna blur the line between movies. If anyone else did that, I would roll my eyes and gag. He's earned the right to do that. He's earned it. And everyone always says, why does he just make movies? All he does is make movies. Every one of his games play with the idea of gameplay and play with the idea of interactivity in ways that 99% of other games don't. That dude's games are one of the most playful games. Like, Casey, when you think about all the stuff you could do in in Metal Gear Solid 3, all the weird <laughs> little nuances, gameplay things. So, yeah, he'll he'll focus on a cutscene for 15 minutes and then bring out all his Hollywood friends to put in his game. But, like, that dude, like, understands the the essence of play a lot more than a lot of other people. No, that's fair. Yeah, I, I don't want to take anything away from his ability to do that. Um but I, oh, I, I, there's like this feeling of dread that washed over me when Sony said like, oh, we're going to make him make another stealth espionage thing. And it seems like they're going to back up the truck and just give him all the resources, all the money, like, like time he needs. Like Kojima is going to make this like one of the most expensive game developments in, I think, in history, because I thought I thought Death Stranding was him being able to like make his dream game after he broke free from Konami. But that was him kind of testing the waters. Like it's done well enough that Sony's like, yes, we will let you do anything you want. Just do it for us. And so he's gonna That's take full advantage very of that. Well. That's training so very well. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like uh yeah, it wasn't like a weird like one for us, one for you thing. Um yeah. But yeah, so we'll uh, we'll do a we'll do a rundown of uh, of all the games. We'll just handle it in uh, chronological order. So we'll save uh, Death Stranding and, and Kojima for the end. But uh, right off the bat, they showed a quick trailer for Helldivers Two, which is coming on uh, February eighth to uh, PS Five and PC. Uh, the game <clears throat> looks cool. Like I, the only time I played Helldivers One was when we played it for the stream a few years back. I had a lot of fun with that game. I think uh, I think that it can be a super fun, silly, uh, cooperative multiplayer game. Uh, I do agree with Nick that this feels like the kind of thing that would do really well if it was offered on game pass and i know or not game pass on playstation plus and i know that's like a kind of a cop out and kind of like feels a little demeaning to a game to be like you'd be great if you were free you'd be great (laughs) if i didn't have to pay for you but it feels like for a game that is built around cooperative gameplay it's an easier sell when you or you'll be like hey we if as long as we all have this service we can all jump in which is something a lot of games have have done with like game pass Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, to play this game the way it's meant to be played, as the trailer has shown, you got to convince four people to play it. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot. So, and they've said uh, nothing about its inclusion in any service, right? Like, they're just launching it. No, no I mean, it's, I it's think, a week away, so I don't think they... It just feels very soon, right? Yeah, yeah I, they, I they figured... They said the same thing were, for Foam Stars. Well, I figured... Well, PlayStation... That's, Foam Stars is coming straight to PlayStation Plus. Yeah, that's what uh, I mean. Like, they announced it for that, but not this, yeah, so... I, I think... 
Yeah, I mean, if they, if they didn't announce it here, it's not coming to PlayStation Plus. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. I I just don't see this game selling super well. I think the first one did, right? I think it had legs on PC. Yeah, on PC. Yeah, is this yeah, one yeah, also not on PC? It's, it's coming to PC too. Yeah, it's coming to PC. Okay, yeah, but then, not, at least on maybe PlayStation. Yeah, at least on PlayStation, I just don't see it selling super well. I could be completely yeah. wrong, but I, you know, I think by before the middle of the year, we'll see this come to PlayStation Plus pretty quickly. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that, probably that's a down possible. the road thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's hard because also you're like, there's a lot of multiplayer games you're you're gunning for. Like, it's obviously a night and day difference from Power World, but it just feels like Power World right now is taking over. And even like something like Entrouded that that has a has already moved a bunch of copies is, uh, and then we have uh, Suicide Squad, which we'll get to later. But just uh, it's a it's a tough market to try to crack into. Uh, before we move on to the next game, Sinu with a $5 dono. Thank you so much, Sinu. Nick, uh, can you keep putting energy into the infamous remakes and PC ports while we're at it? Uh, we got a remake uh, slash PC port yeah, coming. Until dawn, out of all the games, we get that. Everyone. Um, <laughs> Which looks fine. Our on PS4 still. They didn't need to re... Oh, whatever. Well, maybe right, it was in Rami Malek's contract. Every 10 years, you got to make me look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I would be an Oscar winner for Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, and then Guillermo del Totoro, thank you so much with a five euro dono. Death Stranding 2 is the best kind of stupid. Casey, you just wrote a whole thing about how video games can be stupid every once in a while. Yeah, I don't think Death Stranding is trying to be stupid. I think it's trying to be uh, artistic. It, it, you need to play it. <laughs> I mean, like, I, look, I know Kojima has a sense of humor. But I don't think that sense of humor is in line with like the overall storytelling. Kojima is trying to tell you something. My favorite thing about I I don't know what it is in Death Stranding or Death Stranding. My favorite thing about today is this is the last game we're going to talk about, but we're going to kind of chop it up into little bits and we're going to talk about it a little bit after every game. (laughs) I'm totally fine with that because you know what? Now, you should be the umami of this conversation. You should, in every bite of this conversation, we should feel a little bit of Hideo. We should bite down into Stellar Blade and be like, ooh, are those notes of Kojima I'm tasting right now? Uh, speaking of Stellar Blade, Tsunami Doucher, thank you so much for the $5 dono. Stellar Blade looked like Astral Chain minus a monster pet plus open world. Thoughts? That was our second game. Uh, Stellar Blade, uh, which is coming from a Korean studio named Shift Up. Sony is publishing this one uh, as well as Rise of the Ronin, which uh, we'll talk about later. Uh, it is a sci-fi character action game. They showed a lot of the story and a lot of the nitty gritty mechanics. Um and uh, put a release date of April 26th on it. Um, so, mm-hmm. Nick, what did my, you uh, what did you think of Stellar Blade? My uh, eyes glazed over all the mechanic explanations because or mechanic explanations because I just don't care until I play. But the combat has always looked good in that game. Uh, I also don't think it's open world. It looks more uh, level based, which has me uh, much more interested in it because I am I am tired of open worlds. Love levels. <laughs> yes, just give me cool scripted ass levels. Yeah. <laughs> Stop making me hop around basic ass buildings, Suicide Squad. Wow. <laughs> Suicide Squad taking strays. I'm not even at what you've been playing. <laughs> uh, Casey, what do you think of Stellar Blade? Uh, yeah, we pointed out kind of how its artistic uh, style seems a little off. Like uh, like we said, this is the first time uh, studio. Uh, it seems like they are leaning very heavily on uh, probably stuff that you can get access to easily with Unreal. So like the world looks very unreal, but then like the characters, I think they put some time and energy into making them the way they wanted to. So I think that's maybe what we're getting there. Uh, but yeah, the the storytelling, uh, I didn't really get a sense of what this game is supposed to be about. And um, 
it's it seems poorly acted, honestly, like from the trailer. Oh, it actually felt poorly acted. No? No, I didn't feel like I, I thought it was like sort of charming. Oh, the acting felt very stilt. Yeah, stilt like it, 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 it that just like, might be the that might just be the English VO. Like if you play it, and I'm sure in original language of Korean, usually it doesn't feel like that. I mean, I wouldn't know because I don't speak Korean. <laughs> you guys, so, the problem is I play problem, Yakuza no, in Japanese. I think the problem is the acting was fine, and then Death Stranding Two came along, and you're no, like, "No, that is this definitely is not acting. <laughs> this is cinema. <laughs> that is for sure not the case." But yeah, like Nick said, uh, the combat actually does look pretty cool. Um, I, I, I kind of want to see like an extended, like well, I want to see what a level looks like, right? Because if there's a lot of kind of the downtime stuff that they showed off, that stuff looks fully uninteresting to me. And I don't know how much of that is like core to the experience. Like they might just be throwing extras in there for you to occupy your time with. But like, if it's really just this uh, levels two, three, four, go through, uh, you know, get your upgrades and your action in, uh, I can be sold on giving it a good shot. Uh, I say this about a lot of games. Uh, This, if they're confident in the game, this would benefit greatly from a demo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Puts this in people's hands. Let them let them play it. Uh, again, my my big worry, uh, which we talked about on the stream, was uh, whenever a, a studio I'm not familiar with uh, kind of bites off a real big, uh, a real big, seemingly ambitious project. Um, th- I'm always a little, just a little curious and a little like, oh, is this? Are you going to be able to, you know, handle this all? This this feels like a big AAA sort of uh, spectacle of a game, and so I'm always a little uh, cautious about that. However, as Casey brings up. Uh, we the Liza P studio that's Neo is that was uh, a lot of our first introduction to them. That was their first big game and they knocked it out of the park. One of the best games of last year. So yeah, uh, I'm not saying that it can't be done by a first time studio. I'm just always a bit uh, cautious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doom Rider with a $5 dono. Thank you so much. Uh, Stellar Blade just feels like bog standard anime schlock. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, I kind of like it. <laughs> if it's fun, it's fun. I kind of <laughs> like animation. Yeah, yeah. Like those, those two things seem separate from each other, right? Like the quality yeah. of the gameplay and then like its level of uh, anime uh, set dressing. Mm-hmm. Like one doesn't actually affect the other too much. <laughs> yeah. If some people in the comments uh, were uh, bringing up references to Nier and I just like I, I just maybe visually a little bit, but I just the storytelling of Nier is so next level compared to and i know it's like yeah. if someone takes one fucking intro to philosophy class in college and it's like <laughs> man near it's so smart kojima's a filmmaker i swear i have a good taste in things <laughs> I, uh, uh you know what i will take any good uh spectacle fighters as yahtzee puts it over over just hacking and slashing random shit for hours in a live service game so i'm hoping that game's good because I, I i do think the combat looks a lot of fun specky fighters uh, Eric says no demo for Stellar Blade, but the deluxe edition includes two thousand XP and five thousand gold. So old. I'm already thinking about what gold I'm for spend what it. various trinkets and whatnot. All oh. those shops that you get to sit down at. My playable waifu needs to look nice. <laughs> um, Stellar Blade comes out April 26th. Uh, the next game was the Sonic and Shadow Generations remake. Um, I don't think we're going to have a lot of opinions on this. Sorry, Eric, you're, I know you're a big Sonic and Shadow Generations fan or regular generations. This was uh, the the uh, this was one of the uh, uh, more positively received uh, Sonic games. This was mm-hmm. it sort of married the cool Sonic of modern Sonic with the nice pot bellied Sonic of uh, of yesteryear. Uh, and uh, they're bringing the game back, and it seems like it's more than just uh, hey, it's for modern consoles because the addition of Shadow getting in there and 
rummaging through everything, getting his grimy little fingers into everything. Um, seems good. You guys don't care about Sonic, do you? Uh, no, it's not, I, no. I want to care about Sonic. I want them to make a good ass Sonic game. It's called Sonic and, Frontiers. Uh, you know what? I didn't. I didn't hate Sonic Frontiers. I just didn't play enough of it. The, the but, Death uh, Stranding of Sonic games. <laughs> I don't think that's a selling point. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm more. I'm more on the camp of 3D Sonics versus 2D Sonics. So may, maybe there's something too. in this for me. Yeah, I kind of am too. Um, yeah, Sega. Uh, Sega's Sega's a weird company. Uh, I feel like Sega's Sega Sega has... going all in on Sonic lately. <laughs> they love that. Hat I feel like they always have. Like they they've never not been all in on Sonic. I guess. I mean, we've gotten three Sonic games in less than 24 months now. Yeah, it's. I mean, less than like 15 months because it was um, yeah. the previous November was Frontiers, and then last fall was. Uh, I don't remember what that game was. Superstars, and then Super uh, now this is coming out. Yeah. So, oh, actually, sorry, yeah. four because you got the Apple Arcade one too, and we got the Apple Arcade. Yeah, Sonic Jeez. Rush. Um, <laughs> people love Sonic. I'm just I don't know what to say. They love the Hedgehog. They love how he runs, and they like the idea that every once in a while he kisses a human girl. Um, <laughs> they would be that human a, girl. Yeah, I don't think they put a date on this. Uh, and if they did, maybe I was just I was hyperventilating because I was so excited to see Sonic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we got Sonic. Of Sonic five, five Sonic. Maybe <laughs> more Sonic games. <laughs> Sega at the same time then releases uh yeah, I mean we've gotten several Yakuza slash like a dragon games. Five Yakuza games in the plus yeah, you got a lot of persona yeah. games yeah. the last year. They just like releasing a lot of things. I guess. And are all these things like selling well? Like No, they also just laid off they, they announced that they're gonna lay off a bunch of people, so it's yeah, like ten percent of their workforce today, yeah. There's oh, a Twitter man. there is a Twitter bot. You have to I saw that today. I didn't even follow it. <laughs> In the uh, uh, state of California, you have to announce, you have to tell the state several months in advance or time in advance if you're going to be laying off a group of people. And there's mm-hmm. a Twitter pod that has been created that is pulling those records from the state of California. And so it is revealing that companies are going to be laying people off. And it says Sega of America is going to be laying off something like 60 people um, in March. Yeah. That sucks. Fucking the Damn. industry is the industry is fucking toasted this year. I don't know what is going on. I mean, I know what's going on, but it's, but it's, yeah, it's a bummer. We need you know, like a superhero a... that is, that like fights the economy. <laughs> yeah. His name was Joe Biden and I voted for him and he didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst part is I'm going to do it again in November. <laughs> oh my God. We, we don't have many options. <laughs> Zen- <laughs> they then showed Zenless Zone Zero. Uh, that's the new Miho Yuho game coming to PlayStation. Uh, the the folks who make um, Genshin Impact and, and Honkai Star, Honkai Rail. Star Rail. I don't have any opinions on this. I have no opinions on this. Uh, I'm. They, they, this doesn't have a date yet, right? No, nope, said so no, in development no. for PS5. Why? Yeah, you like you gonna take it? You gonna take it to the prom? Except <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have a date. <laughs> I'm just waiting to grind on it, you know. God but no, uh, I just need. I need to get hands on it. Because I'm like, there, there are previews that have gone out here and there, and I've read stuff about it. And like, some folks are like, oh, this has like really fun combat. And other folks are like, uh, its combat loop is very shallow. So, like, I really just want to see kind of how it feels. Because if this is the same sort of formula as like a lot of other action roguelikes, but it's, you know, third person spectacle combat, I might be on board for that. Like, it has a ton of style. So, like, I'm just super curious, honestly. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. I'm- uh, you're you, somehow you're the Miho Yuho expert on this panel, so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, yeah, love, 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 
keep it locked. I don't even know how to transition down to a thing I don't have any opinions on. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, the we can wash ourselves clean of uh, the thing we just watched uh, because Foam Stars was the game after that. Oh, uh, Foam Stars coming out February 6th. Like we mentioned, coming to PlayStation Plus, PS4 and PS5. Uh, are you uh, are we is, are any of us Foam Starring? Did any it of us Splatoon? Like good, I, I, I've Splatoon quite a bit. I I mean, I could see us playing this for game night for sure. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I is, definitely it only, yeah. is it only on PS5 or is it PC too? I think this I is just PS5. it's exclusive. Yeah. No. Like, yeah, this might go the same. Oh, I guess my PS5 as... is still in here, so yeah, it works. <laughs> well, <laughs> what was the name of that uh, that car combat game that launched near yeah, the roller, uh, Destruction All Stars? Yeah. yeah. Like, that kind of died very quickly because of the same thing. Like, it was trapped on the Sony console, and even though they, I think it launched day one as a PlayStation Plus thing, the Sony ecosystem is not made for like the sort of fun multiplayer experience. Like folks who own PS5s, are, they want the big cinematic action games. They don't spend the time yeah, doing that's this. That's not exactly true. Call, it, call Fall of Duty's huge. Launch on- yeah, Call, Fall well, guys, call Fall, like yeah, Sony has tons of free to play games that are huge on the platform. So just right, well, all stars was, was bad. Yeah, it was a bad game. It's just a. It, it was a car game. Those never go. I mean, a Rocket League. Rocket League is like the outlier, but it's also a sports game and not a car game. So. But what, Destruction All Stars was also like a sports game. It, it was Destruction Derby, but I mean, it didn't. I don't yeah, know, like you just, like ran outside. Just, I don't know. Like maybe that just, one was just uh, like of a, a fluke of the sort of thing. Because like yeah, all the things should be in line for this to work if the game is good. But like we see time and time again that audiences don't just stick with these sorts of things. Like maybe they'll try it out for a little bit, but then they'll gravitate back to I guess what they're used to. Because uh, I mean, like same thing happened with the the Kale City. Knockout City. Oh, yeah. I thought you said Kale City. And I, was like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to go to that place. I'm going to go to that Lettuceville. Uh, um, that's what makes it interesting that Sony, if they're still doing it, are, are double tripling down into sort of the live service plan. Um, and, and, you know, I say whether they're still doing that because we know that um, The Last of Us uh, multiplayer has been, you know, shelved for the time being. And uh, I thought we would see maybe something like of Concord or Fair Games or Marathon here. Those are uh, Firewalk, Haven Studios and Bungie's uh, announced multiplayer games that they showed off last year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. Maybe they're, you know, rethinking their strategy because it seemed like outside of Hell, uh, Hell Divers and Foam Stars, everything else was single player. Rocket League, Rocket League, if I recall, had its explosive moment when it went on to PlayStation Plus. That's when it like really exploded in popularity. Yeah, you might be right about that, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I think that's where I played could, it first. Could ha- yeah, could happen for Foam Stars. I, I mean, that Splatoon gameplay loop is really addictive. Like having I yeah, Splatoon is fun. Yeah, so and I Splatoon mean, sells so many copies, but Splatoon yeah. has a Splatoon is uh, made aesthetic. I'm going to say made by cool people, which is, I don't know who's making foam stars. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to call them dweebs or something, but like Splatoon understands cool in a way that I'm not sure. And that really appeals to the Japanese audience that I'm not sure foam stars does. Uh, yeah. The, the, foam star seems like it's borrowing its sense of cool. Like, it, like they want a thing that looks like another thing, that thing being Fortnite. Well, it's weakest. It's weakest thing for me. Just, I mean, looking at this trailer, it's on the screen. It's just the visual style of it. It's mm-hmm. a very messy Splatoon works because it's very clear what's going on on screen. This has a yeah. lot of stuff going on. 
I don't. I, yeah, like I said, all the all the people that have previewed it have said they had a really good time with it. So it, I think it might surprise people with its popularity. Yeah, I also don't want to discount how many horn dogs are out there who are just absolute deviants who are going to play this game to get their weird fantasies out. <laughs> what? Well, well, like a soap? Scrub, yeah, they're doing scrub dubs and making everything dirty and messy. They love it. They absolutely oh, love Lord. it. God, <laughs> the genuine goblins. Uh, Beast March, thank you so much for the five dollar dono. Uh, Marty, when someone says that he loves Sonic, you don't know what to say. The response is always, "There's help out there." You know what? I used to be one of those people. I'm a born, I'm a born again Sonic fan. So I'm just telling you that there's the happiness lies at the end of the Emerald Hill zone. Uh, Shabu again, thank you so much for the dono. I've missed you, Marty. Welcome back, mate. I missed you too, Shabu again. Oh, yeah. I just wasn't on one stream on Monday. <laughs> That's a long time for people, man. Is it, it could be a while? Yeah, the internet while. is like dog ears. Yeah, it's tsunami douche. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, tsunami douche, which is also that's one of the characters in uh, Foam Stars. Uh, this trailer, <laughs> I literally muted. <laughs> literally <laughs> muted. I don't even remember what the sound of the trailer was. <laughs> Foam Stars, we're gonna play. We're gonna we're gonna go hands on, pause on, mitts on. Um, we'll do next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend. This weekend's Phantom Abyss. Yeah, I Jeez. discontinued my PlayStation Plus subscription. <laughs> this is a weird question. You're going to be able to purchase this game, right? Uh, huh. I don't know. I feel like I kind of remember them saying that it is exclusive to PlayStation Plus. So if huh. anyone has any one of those free week-long memberships, send <laughs> <laughs> it so we can play it for game night. Um, moving on, uh, really quick, Dave the Diver uh, announced uh, a Godzilla tie-in coming in May, uh, which seems just really cool. Uh, Dave the Diver, one of uh, one of our, I don't know, I almost said one of our favorite indie games last year, but I'm going to learn from that mistake. Uh, one of our favorite games uh, last year, uh, Frost, Frost and I especially really loved it. Um, really great gameplay loop, uh, fun as hell. I'm not sure why, were we watching the Chinese version of the stream? Eric. <laughs> I feel like at a certain point. Uh but uh it looks uh the game looks great. Um um uh the the Godzilla seems like a perfect little melding for this and it'd be interesting to see if uh if we get more Dave the Divers um going forward. Like more uh sort of drip fed weird little um tie-ins like that. Mm. If they keep selling. Um, cool. And then uh, V Rising, uh, they showed Nick, you you said you played some of the PC game. You, you're a fan of it. Vampire, sort of top-down vampire yeah. RPG uh, with some crafting nonsense. Uh, coming later this year to uh, to PlayStation. Do you think that's yeah. going to be a big hit? Because you said it's a pretty big hit on PC, right? Yeah, it was It was a major hit on PC and like sold 3 million copies already. So Yeah, I kept uh, hearing yeah. about it when it was out, but had I no think, idea what it was. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think when that game goes 1.0, that's another, that's another major... I don't know. I don't know about on PlayStation, but at least on PC, it's been a major hit. I'm curious. I'm curious how it does on PlayStation, and I can almost guarantee that's a game that'll come to Game Pass. Is it multiplayer? Yes, it's single player and multiplayer. Is it? Is everyone the same vampire? (laughs) No, you can create your own vampire. Oh, you make your own vampire. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Can we be D the vampire? Uh, yeah, my vampire is called Stun D. Stuns D the brave. Excellent. Can't believe what you've done. Uh, following uh, following V Rising, we had the Silent Hill section. So um, two things: they showed uh, a Silent Hill two trailer, just more Silent Hill two. Which Nick, I completely agree that it it, it seems like uh, Bloober Team is uh, kind of pulling an RE two remake and making this very heavily action oriented, which is not something that I associate with the video game Silent Hill two. 
which is why yeah. some folks like Yahtzee are not happy about it. It gotta, doesn't look bad. Gotta, gotta sell more copies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't mad at you. I was mad at society. Yeah, <laughs> I was uh, mad at society. Um, yeah, was Silent I mean, Hill do like a it, big financial hit back in the day, or it's just a critical? Did four of those games. They made a two, a three, and a four on PlayStation on PS2. So mm. yeah, it feels like. Uh, you know, I mean, I, just watching the chat when that trailer was running, it feels like a lot of people's worst fears were realized that it was going to be more, a lot more action heavy. But I, I don't know. I guess you always have the original <laughs> if you want to sure, play that. Yeah, yeah, but it was just the weird, like, you guys didn't get the original, did you? Like, you played the original, but you didn't get it. Um, however, I was much higher on uh, what we are seeing right now, which is Silent Hill, the short message, which is a full playable demo game thing that is available today. I don't know if it's right now, but they said available today. So much like mm. this had a lot of PT vibes to it. Um, first person seems like there's no combat or anything. You are being stalked through uh, uh, various environments by a spooky little jittering thing. Um, it, it looks cool. It looks very neat. Um, yeah, it looks like they took uh, PT and reshaped it into whatever this is. And I am extremely curious who is who made this thing because mm. Every other Silent Hill thing that they announced last year, um, Ascension, the, the bad the bad thing, uh, Townfall, the upcoming uh, game from No Code, uh, F, the upcoming game from uh, from a smaller studio, and then the Bloober Team's remake are from non Konami studios. Like, does I don't even know if Konami has developed. I, I don't think they do have. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't I'm just the, really curious who made this. Who's, this who's making the Who's making the Metal Gear Solid Three remake? Uh. It's probably AI. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's not true. I, I actually don't know. I don't. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. I do not know who is making uh, the Metal Gear Solid uh, Three remake. So maybe they do. Maybe they staffed up. Um, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, they might have hired internally for exactly this. But uh, Pachinko money's got to go somewhere. Yeah, to a bunch of contractors. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it was like the virtuous. Virtuous team or virtuous squad or something, John Blake. Oh. Uh, but yeah, someone uh, someone in the chat mentioned how like I wish I could have a time machine to go back and uh, convince myself not to make Konami games my favorite games. Stop how they retreated. So under I, I feel I feel that pain, uh, but it is interesting to see. You know, some of the original Silent Hill team uh, is now at Slitterhead Studios making Slitter. Oh, no, Bokeh Studios making the game Slitterhead. Shout out to the Slitterheads out there. That's what fans of Slitterhead, that's what we call ourselves. Mm. Um, and so, and again, like we'll get to at the end uh, with uh, Death Stranding 2, the tactical espionage action is going to continue in some way, shape, or form uh, with the spiritual successor to Metal Gear uh, from Kojima at Sony. So, what I will say, at least for the Silent Hill 2 trailer, maybe I, I've never played Silent Hill, so I don't know how much combat there is in the game, but for if there if it is just a lot of like walking and horror stuff or psychological horror stuff that is hard to comp- convey in a trailer yeah and so you know making it a little bit more action heavy just gets, gets people more interested yeah so could could i don't know it could subvert but yeah i mean if you're no nah, i guess i don't know <laughs> i, no, I, I blue team making this just i don't know what the quality of this thing is going to be i don't know sure I thought the medium was the medium. Because I was being <laughs> Wow. The medium. 
uh so we'll 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 see how this is uh no release date just said in development so um some people were hoping that it was gonna come out soon i don't know we'll see mm-hmm. uh shuriken dash with a 499 pound dono thank you so much i've boarded the suika train now i thought i'd give it a try because marty kept raving about it and now i can't stop oh. it's like the tra- it's like a just a train where you enter and then you you go into a slumber and i and it's we just sucks the energy from you it's the <laughs> mugen train from demons <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a train you should be on but welcome to the suika train nick have do you think about suika ever no okay I think i'm back it. on marvel snap train oh no you're back oh no again oh, yeah that's like the fourth time i don't think you ever left at that point <laughs> I did. uh shabu again thank you so much for the dono how salty do you think konami are about kojima's upcoming uh alloy uh alloy cog rigid franchise given what they've done with metal gear since he left I mean, they don't get to be salty about it. They're the ones that kicked his ass out. <laughs> he was spending as, too as, much as, of that pachinko money. Yeah, as as people who were making a thing at one place and then we're told that you, we no longer want you to make the thing at this place <laughs> and are now making similar things at other places. Uh, we support Kojima and his Sticking up, SBS Guru with a five-year-old dono. Thank you so much. Since the last Hidden Gems stream was named Hidden Gems, did you guys get the rights for it back? Uh, streams like that didn't, weren't a thing that we were worried about rights for. Um, <laughs> can't, uh, can't trademark Hidden Gems. So. Yeah, it's just um, so stuff hidden. like that. Like our streams are still called Casey and Marty play something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, the trademark things were more of the kind of the premium uh, series and whatnot. So that was just less uh we won a battle and more of, well, just maybe we were going to come up with a new name and maybe we will at some point, but for, it's just easy to say that. Nah, enough- we're, gonna, we're probably going to just stick with hitting James. <laughs> Which even is more- fine because I say the wrong name for too many shows. So if we just <laughs> stick with the one name, I am perfectly fine with that. The, the hiddenness gems. The most hidden gems, the most hidden of all gems. Uh, if you guys weren't too hyped about Silent Hill, the next thing was something I think we're all excited for. Judas, um, this yeah. is a highly anticipated game from Ghost Story Games, uh, Ken Levine Studio, obviously the creator of Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, uh, which came out over 10 years ago. Bioshock Infinite was was uh, summer 2013. And so Damn. it's been over 10 years since then. Uh, Judas, we saw about a year and a half ago, uh, looked very much, again, like someone uh, continuing to make a thing outside of the um, mold of the franchise they were in. Casey, mm-hmm. you pointed out how it had, um, you could tell, you like how Bioshock and Infinite sort of dealt with um, sort of prescient themes. Uh, this yeah, like, is very, like, like a political... Uh, yeah. Was it nationalism? Is that what that one was? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, infinite, especially. Um, And then uh, this dealing with um, the rise of social media, like we we you saw that throughout the trailer. You saw a part where thumbs up and thumbs down were thrown at a guy on stage, and there were severed hands of then. So uh, I I feel like it's been so long that people kind of forget how good Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite were. Um, They're really good. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I don't know why there's some there's a weird anti. Bioshock Infinite contingency out there. Yeah. Like I always thought that game was really good. Like it had a rough ending in terms of like combat. Like there's like a combat theater that's like really uh strenuous at the end. So that probably left a bad taste in people's mouth. But overall, yeah. like the the story they told, like the gameplay all the way throughout, like it was a really good time. Mm-hmm. The music in that game as well. Like they had really cool covers of like uh like they would do like old-timey versions of like very modern music and that was part of the theme of what they were going for like so it was it was so well done like i respect ken levine as a creator so i'm very excited about him getting to do a next thing yeah this is taking a a while (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it got it was just uh I believe listed as twenty twenty five. Is that right? Or was that no, I'm confusing with Death Stranding. I don't think they put a date. They just said in They did not, but I think I think the room yeah, like the rumor is twenty twenty five. Mm. Yeah. Maybe later, maybe even later. But if there's, I don't know, this was the first time we actually saw gameplay of it before it was yeah, just a true. pre-rendered trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- I was actually surprised about like the gameplay and this looks a lot farther along than I thought. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this next year, but yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, uh, I was, I was sold on it just from the original trailer and seeing that it's basically bringing Bioshock back, whatever that means today. Like I'm excited for that. And I'm, now I'm even more curious though what the hell 2K is doing with Bioshock. <laughs> yeah, because they another announced Bioshock another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which, we're gonna uh, go back. We're gonna have Cloud a, Chamber. Cloud Chamber Studios making that. Yeah. One. We're gonna have another Dead Space versus Callisto, Callisto Protocol, Protocol no. type around the same time. Yeah, the reports for that game was um, has been rejiggered and rescoped and sort of rebooted several times. So I think that's why we haven't seen it in quite some time. So mm. uh, one thing, the one thing I still i'm super curious about ghost story games is like his those interviews he did before about like narrative building blocks yeah narrative and what that building. looks and what that looks like for those because that trailer didn't show me this trailer looked a lot more bioshock straightforward story than whatever he was talking about before mm-hmm. and i wouldn't be surprised if they overscoped and and set it back Sure. Yeah, the narrative I mean, Legos thing was almost like your actions in this game, less predefined menus, but your actions throughout the game dramatically change where the game goes, almost mm-hmm. in like a Baldur's Gate esque kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, I'm thinking it sounds to me that tells me that like they're expanding on like the little sister aspect more, where those choices are more than just a binary, more than two, just three. very obvious and binary of like, do you suck the goop from the children or do you? Yeah. Do you let the children keep their goop? I let the children keep their goop because a child's goop is none of my business. Hang, hang that over your fireplace, everybody. Child's goop is none of my business. <laughs> uh, we, then the we then went to VR. We then went to VR. The the Nick Calandra Memorial VR section um, with Metro, the VR game, and Legendary Tales VR. Uh, Nick is the VR. I don't want to say aficionado, but I think you care the most about VR of the three of us. Uh, what, what did you think about Metro and uh, Legendary Tales? Uh, Vertigo makes very good VR games, so I am very curious to see what they do with Metro. Uh, I, will, I will say, like, the quality of VR games lately has really taken a step up. Uh, so I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm interested in it. That trailer didn't tell me a whole lot. So, well, I guess we'll see what it is. And then the combat game uh, looked like a lot of other VR dark fantasy combat games that exist. No, Legendary Tales is different because it's about the Legendary Tales. Sure. Legendary uh, Tales is made by a studio called Urban Wolf Games. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. The, com- yeah, the combat looks fun, but otherwise it is painfully generic. generic yeah yes. <laughs> yeah um both games uh, someone had asked these are not first party sony games i believe both games are coming to other um vr platforms yep. i think that is a big thing a big problem sony has with psvr2 is it doesn't seem like they're really supporting it like we got the uh we got the, the horizon game at launch that hasn't really been other first party things since then like Somehow i always thought that the way you do it in there yeah so it just feels like it is a it is a it is an increasingly tough sell um but 
you know, who knows? Maybe maybe that's how you get there is by little by little. You keep having cool game after cool game, and eventually a library shows up with that. But um, I don't know. Didn't feel like these two were didn't look bad, but weren't the games that were going to sort of ignite the spark that makes PSVR 2 a massive thing. VR has a million and one of these dark fantasy hack em up yeah. games. It, it's, yeah. Agreed. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, visually, uh, visually, that game looks like three other games I've already played. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's hard to sell that. It's also hard to sell VR when you're just looking at it. Like, that's the thing you kind of need to experience. So, mm-hmm. uh, stuff unless you have a VR headset. And if you have a VR headset, you already sold on it. So, it's hard to sell people who don't have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas Root with five Canadian dollars. Thank you so much. If we follow Yahtzee's idea for renaming the Shock series uh, names, should we call Judas Social yeah. Shock? So, his uh, idea was that uh, uh, Bioshock Infinite should have been called Culture Shock. Uh, that would have been a good one. Yeah, and so this would be called social shock. I don't know. This new well, social social X. shock isn't like a term already. Like culture shock works because you know what that is, and that's well, what the game was. A, that would be so on the nose of Levine did that that he would never <laughs> outlive that. No, <laughs> we could just call it X. <laughs> X shock. Um, no, just X. Oh no! <laughs> there was, a, I believe, there was a DMX album called Shock and Y'all. I don't think that was DMX. Who was shocking? Yeah, I don't. Y'all? He doesn't seem like a guy y'all. who would say, "Um, oh my god, it was Toby what? Keith." What? <laughs> How did you confuse Toby Keith with DMX? I don't know. That is a that's a five dollar fine. <laughs> If we're going to institute fines, for, I kind of wanted this. If you're like crazy wrong about something, <laughs> we have a fine bucket. That is shockingly wrong. Damn. Shocking yallingly wrong. Um, Tsunami Dushu, thank you so much for the final dono. Uh, Legendary Tales looks like a virgin interactive game made today. Hey, people love those games. Toby Keith loved those games. Uh, Dragon's Dogma 2, March 22nd, 2024. Uh, it's been we've been seeing a lot from this game. It was like an IGN first, and I think it had a preview. So, um, mm-hmm. are, are you are you sold on this, uh, uh, Casey? Are you are you looking forward to this? Yeah, like like as like for a while now. If it's a Capcom game, I'm interested. Like, just show me what it is you have under your sleeve. The fact that this is also a sequel to a game that is pretty well regarded. Um, I, I was very interested in it, just never got a chance to play it. Um, Makes me feel like, all right, well, that team now has a second chance with all of the bells and whistles that Capcom uh, is giving their staff nowadays to just go all out and make a good ass freaking video game. And it, from everything they've shown so far, and they've shown a lot, like they're showing tons of gameplay, that looks mm-hmm. like a good ass video game. Like I'm very excited to get in there and play it. Yeah, it's rare that someone's able to to take a stab at something and have it be s- sort of because of time and money and technology they weren't able to really like hit what their idea was and the game didn't mm-hmm. sell that well. And then for Capcom, which I think has just been, they've been on a roll and their Resi games and street fighter and, and devil may cry five. These games sell and monster hunter. These games sell really well. So they went back to Itsuno and we're like, sure, take another stab at it. You did devil may cry five. It sold great. Uh, have at it. Um, I think that's cool. And so it's cool to see if this is like, hey, this is what we wanted to make, but just couldn't like 15 years ago. Yeah, because um, even the first game, uh, like it had a lot of that Monster Hunter vibe in it. And this this one seems like they've they've followed even closer to it. Like, yeah, it's not the exact same loop, but like the, the combat feels as 
it looks at least as fun as Monster Hunter. And like, I'm already a Monster Hunter addict. So yes, give me something adjacent to it. I will, I will get behind it. Yeah. You're my dog. <laughs> yeah, your dog. Did you tell your dog that they're interrupting the goddamn pod? Yeah. <laughs> also, Why, Aaron, Aaron, Eric's out here just showing fucking legendary tales VR footage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eric didn't even know we were talking about Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> this guy's over here playing with fucking dog. Casey's, Casey's spilling his heart. His heart and soul. He's just he's cutting open a vein and, and he's he's giving you all his, his deep and honest thoughts about Dragon's Dogma. None of you care. I mm. care. I don't know if I'm gonna play this game, if I'm being honest. It looks it looks like it's a lot. It looks like there's a lot. <laughs> like it's a lot. Not not enough turn based uh, JRPG. It, it just seems like you. there's a. It seems like I like the idea of fighting a big dragon. It just seems like there's a there's a lot going on there. Um, and I just I'm real. I'm just really busy in, in age. So, uh, are you gonna? Play? This comes out the same day as Rise of the Ronin, by the way. Two games oh, back to back coming out on March 22nd. We shouldn't do that, right? That like seems these, like a bad move. Yeah, these are both games that have actual like game in them. Like they're not just glorified interactive movies. Yeah. So like, yeah, we should be supporting this. Was that hot shot, Mr. Kojima KC? No, I haven't played Death Stranding. <laughs> or was that a hot shot until dawn? Is it because well, well, that much is game? exactly what that is? <laughs> is it because it's too much game? Too much good Death Stranding is too much game for you to handle? Uh, no. Don't worry, I no. will carry the load, much like Sam Porter Bridges carried the load from the East Coast to the West Coast to rebuild America. But as Death Stranding 2 on the beach posits, maybe he shouldn't have. So is On the Beach the actual Death subtitle for Death Stranding yeah, 2? Is, which is also the name of a famous book in a movie, so I don't know if you can just do that. <laughs> also, we saw very few beaches. I mean, the beaches was more like, a, the beach was like a state of mind in Death Stranding. The beach is a thing. All right. Strand, Strand we saw very few beaches. Uh, yeah. Man, oh, no, this cigarette is mad long. <laughs> yeah, real long cigarette. Uh, uh, Eric, I'm sorry, we we're not actually talking about that straight yet. We're talking about this. <laughs> Got him. Eric, you're doing such a good job. You do great. Listen, you're bringing a new life and a joie de vivre to this podcast, and we couldn't do it without you. Uh, Rise of the Ronin, the other game coming out on March 22nd. Um, this was the game by Team Ninja, the uh, Ninja Gaiden uh, Neo, uh, Strangers of Paradise, and uh, Wolong. Studio. This is mm-hmm. another Sony published game. Uh, very much looks like an open world action RPG. The beginning of it, exploring uh, late Edo period Japan, looked very Assassin's Creedy. Uh, whereas the combat looked, the, the combat and some of the traversal looked Sekiro ish. I would say. Yeah. Um, and so it seems like a little melding of those. Um, what, what did you guys think of this? Is this, uh, is this on your radar? Are you excited about? This? I've been uh, I've been interested in this game. That was the truth that got me to actually want to play it. Uh, with the combat, I was I was worried the combat was going to be too too much like Neo and like very. Uh, I don't want to say Neo's like super complicated, but I just I don't know. I just never really jived with it. And then uh, Wolong loved the combat system in that, and this looks much more similar to Wolong with their parry system and everything. So I'm much more much more keen on that. Agreed. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm clarify, curious. I want to chat. No, sorry, guys. This is a PS5. This is a PlayStation published game. And so at the time, it is a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Maybe it'll come to PC later on, but um, don't expect this elsewhere. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm a little curious, like, how much this will differ from Wolong, because, yeah, like, Sekiro, that's, I'm sorry, not Sekiro, Neo was kind of like there, we're going to, we're going to samurai up Dark Souls, and then Wolong was, we're going to samurai up uh, Sekiro. So, like, Mm -hmm. they're just putting now a literal samurai in Sekiro world 
setting. It's like this is kind of more of the same, but but without the uh, dynasty, uh, not dynasty warriors, but like the romance of three kingdoms esque. Well, they they said yeah. this, uh, and they said this story was going to be much more historically based too. I mean, the other one was too. It was, but it was treating like uh, the romance of the three kingdoms stories more as like superheroes rather than anything actually historically relevant. Yeah, this and this one, like, that's a more grounded historical game. I mean, that man flies on the kite, though. Yeah, but there so. was also that's monsters. True. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Remember, we all got excited about the monsters. Like, I, uh, I don't yeah. remember that from history. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Just had to smoke enough to get there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks. Uh, it, it 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 looks neat. Uh, this is this is a game that looks like a thing uh, uh, that I'm gonna play. And so, um, so what's the difference between this and Dragon's Dogma? Like this is oh, Dragon's much? Dogma's got too much going. It seemed like that dragon there had a lot going on. Like you had to do a lot of things to fight that dragon. Whereas here, it just seems like I could do some hackies and some slashies. All right. I might be wrong. I've been wrong before and I will be wrong again. So um, we will see. Uh, before we get to the, the final course, uh, Until Dawn was announced as uh, coming to PS5 and PC of, of remaster, remake. Um, Nick, question, why the hell are you doing this? The game is fine as it is. You don't need to touch it. Uh, Casey, you brought up the great point that um, they're making a movie. And like The Last of Us Part 1, it makes sense to have a shiny new thing to go alongside your media property so folks can check out. The main the main thing I'm curious about is they said, uh, I think like what, remastered and rebuilt. Yeah. And so I wonder what that means for gameplay mechanics. Yeah, I mean, maybe just rebuilt as in a new engine, but I don't know if that means. Yeah. Yeah, I man, I, I would love Did to see add anything to it. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. It's, yeah. it's until I mean, I love until dawn. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that out of all the games that uh, Supermassive has made, mm-hmm. uh, that's the only one of their like the, the anthology series that they've been doing. None of those. The first Man of Medan didn't really do it for me until dawn, though. Like I, personally, like that, that game was a huge surprise to me and I loved it. So yeah, I should go back and play that one because I'm happy to play it again. Me. Yeah. What until dawn you haven't played? Casey? Yeah, I've not touched that one, but I did all their uh, their dark pictures games. Yeah, until dawn's probably the best one. Until dawn, also, if I recall, did was purely single player. Did not have any co op aspects to it. Mm, yeah, like I don't know if they had like a party mode or anything. They did not. I don't think they did have a party mode. Yeah, that mm. was um, yeah, that was single player. So uh, right. we'll see. Yeah, that's um, also another again Sony published game coming to PC eventually. Uh, like we have in March. Uh, Horizon uh, for Ben West is coming to PC. People keep saying that they want stuff like Ghost of Tsushima and uh, obviously Bloodborne coming to PC, but uh, I guess just not announced yet. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, the final, I guess the the actual final thing was that there will be a Final Fantasy VII uh, Direct on the 6th. So uh, we we thought that they may have shown off the game today, but Kojima took up too much time. And so they mm. said, sorry, Final Fantasy VII, your birthday has to be delayed till next week. <laughs> <laughs> someone's, someone's more important day. Uh, so the uh, final game they showed off was uh, Death Stranding 2 on the beach. Um, showed off an extended uh, trailer that had some... We'll say le- some legally distinct gameplay, mostly uh, mostly cutscenes, cinematics uh, that made about one percent sense as someone who likes the first game. 
the first game came out uh, about five, a little over four years ago. So November 2019, uh, we saw the first trailer for this game at the Game Awards 2022. Uh, they said On the Beach is coming out next year, 2025. And then they also announced uh, Project Fiznit. Fizzent. 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 Uh, P-H-Y-S-I-N-T. That is the name of the tactical espionage uh, action game that he is making, movie, whatever thing mm. that he's making with um, Sony. So Project uh, Fizzent. Um, yeah, so what did... <laughs> well, we already talked a little bit about what we thought of Death yeah. Stranding, but like, what, what, do, what do you guys think about giving Kojima like the last third of this? Um, it's Kojima. It's, it is what it is. Um, more interestingly... Uh, one of the things they said in the trailer is that porters are not needed anymore. And so my prediction was that he was going to go the more action route for this game. And like, you know, they show the first like two things that you see in that trailer don't not see, but like at least kind of notice is one, the focus on more weapons and two, that they got rid of porters. And then three, when you're watching the trailer, there is no part in that trailer that I noticed where he has a ton of cargo on his back or anything. <laughs> Wasn't that uh, the entirety of the first game? That whole traveling mechanic. Well, that, I mean, it's, he's a porter. Like that's that was his job was to deliver packages and connect the world. So what I'm getting from this trailer is actually exactly what I was excited about. Is that it seems like it's more a journey focused game, and more more a bit darker, a bit more action heavy, uh, and that that has me super excited for the game. If it mars those, like you get rid of the the. The delivery aspect and, you know, even like as Eric showed in the trailer, like it looks like there's more like hazards in the world as itself, like with this, this flooding river uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, destroying the things that you built can go away. Um, so that that actually, yeah, I think this jumped way up my my most anticipated list very quickly, having all those aspects, because those were my favorite parts of Death Stranding was just the journey. And I think the combat was the weakest part. And so we'll see what what they do to evolve that in this. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like Kojima's ever been a chump to combat. Like Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. Five has some of the, the, for all of its flaws, like the actual like combat gameplay. You know, getting in, getting out, doing weird shit is fun as hell. Yeah, it took a while to get there, though. For being honest, like, yeah, <laughs> like those games have had combat, but like they they were janky in all those iterations for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, Metal Gear Solid One. Uh, yeah, that could be that could be janky as hell, especially if it's playing keyboard and mouse. not meant to be played like that um yeah it's i I, again i get i was joking about it earlier but i get that some people are like especially coming into the game awards shushing people off stage shooing people off stage uh after 20 seconds but then letting kojima come and build a door that his friend jordan peele walk through is kind of like what are we doing with this guy i don't know for me personally like he's earned it because i like his games so much i so really you're do. you're you're part of this fetish fetishization of kojima right and i'm not the only the only two kojima games i've played are metal gear solid 4 and death stranding and still death stranding was a game that one to jump into i know <laughs> it, it came with my ps4 <laughs> but death, death stranding is a yeah, like, I, you know, I wrote that big article back on The Escapist about how I played the game and a game that, like, I really, I tried to get into multiple times, didn't, couldn't do it, and then finally it clicked for me. When it did, it really clicked. Yeah, I think, uh, I've really I'm going to let my dogs out. Give me a sec. Yeah, go for it. Um, 
Yeah, I really, again, I was kind of predispositioned to like Death Stranding, but uh, mm-hmm. I really liked it for the reasons Nick didn't like it. Like, I think the um, the actual porting and traversing is the game. Like, the, it is a walking yeah, like, simulator I, in every like sense. Like, the concept the that he was trying to convey, like, I find that super interesting. Like, through what I would probably consider very boring as gameplay, he was trying to get across a certain feeling or yeah. message to the player. And that's a very video game thing to do. And I love that. Like, I love yeah. that kind of high concept nonsense. Um, but man, do they just give him carte blanche? And like, he hasn't, I guess he hasn't like gone wrong with it yet. But it's only a matter of time, right? Like, when <laughs> when is he going to become uh, the next uh, cyberpunk? Sure. Yeah. When's Kojima going to release a game where it's like, oh no, you buy a word. You. Yeah. Cause it's not just, cause not even just uh, this, right? Like Death Stranding 2 is a project that I guess Sony is. Wait, Sony, Sony's publishing this as well, right? Yeah, Sony Death published Stranding uh, Death Stranding right. 1 originally, and then 505 published the PC and yeah, yeah, yeah. iPhone versions, which just. So Sony essentially commissioned this next thing, like this next big espionage thing. Like this honestly sounds like Sony was like, hey, we will pay you whatever you want. We will give you ties into our movie studio stuff because we know that that's a big deal for you if you make another Metal Gear for us. And Kojima yeah. could not say no, right? Yeah. But then on the other side, Microsoft is like, man, that Kojima gets all the the buzz. Can we pay him as much money as possible to get him to do something for us? And then he's doing this OD thing with Jordan Peele on the side. It's like, yeah. how much more can you... Is is Tim Cook going to freaking go visit uh, Kojima Studios? That's like, hey, iPhone. You I'm saying. I got sent a code and I was like, I'm sorry, my phone cannot run this. <laughs> I cannot like, do like, this. I, I feel like this is, this is a house of cards being built up by all these entities in this industry that will fall. Like Kojima cannot be the, like something's going to happen that topples this. It's a Is bubble. There a chance why, why though? This guy said in the, in the video, literally, he, or in the uh, state of play, he literally said this isn't even starting development until after Death Stranding 2 is done. Yeah. So, I mean, they have two teams. They're working on OD and Death Stranding 2. Like, they have a third team, and he's going to show up during next month's direct. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I don't, Hello, I don't, think, I don't, think, game, I don't think his games fit on Switch. <laughs> Switch to Nick, power of the cloud. Oh, uh, it's not counting out yet. Nintendo might be like, hey, Kojima, what you got for us? Exactly. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll give Mario, you much money Mario too. Stranding. You can put the Metal Gear games on here. They will, run very, they will run very well. And they are so big. Why are they so big? <laughs> uh, SES Guru with a five-year-old dono. Thank you so much. I doubt Kojima would ever let a game be released in such an unfinished state. It needs to be perfect to him. I don't know if that was a joke against Metal Gear Solid Five. That wasn't his fault. They locked him out of his out of the office. How are you supposed to make a game? When you're... <laughs> I don't know how are you supposed to make a game when they remove your key card. Key cards yeah. are incredibly important. Pretty hard. No, he 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 knows how to he knows how to move genres forward when he goes after them. So games are great. We need people like him. We need no. We but need he, one person like him. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, don't he, need Kojima, any more people like him. Yeah, Kojima is a very uh, specific taste for people. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Death, Death Stranding is the first game of his that legitimately finally clicked for me. Yeah, and I still needed to look up like a Wikipedia to understand the story completely. I got most of it by the end of the game. The game does actually. The game actually does a good job of near when you're nearing the end. Finally, like. Everything clicking together and making sense. 
But so you understood that, what was happening in, in this by, trailer. By the end of the game. Uh, no, I have no idea what the fuck's going on in this trailer. But <laughs> oh, no, this isn't trailer, like... Yeah, by the end of the you, original... It's not that you were confused because you didn't play Death Stranding 1. It's that this is a very confusing trailer. <laughs> Death Stranding and 1 trailer it, the, the same way, too. The black and white thing, I legitimately... Because before we went live, Eric was playing with filters. And, make sure Barry's not and I was right. like, did, yeah, you, yeah. did Eric somehow do a filter where Norman Reedus is black and white? And how are you doing this in real time? It's really impressive. I mean, Eric, you're a very impressive producer. There it is, back. Oh, no, I'm in the baby's body. <laughs> <laughs> I said he should keep the goop. <laughs> oh, no, that was a different game. Uh, and then speaking of Snake in the Garden with a two euro dono. Thank you so much. Dono for Eric. Silent visual goofs on streams. Uh, Eric, your visual goofs are um, they're, they're, they brighten our day. It's going to win us an award one day. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get a webby. If uh, still a potty. Uh, a potty. Incredible. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts on the, uh, on the showcase before we head into the stuff we've been playing? Just lots of lots of good looking games. I'm just still super curious about their first party studios. Curious, curious when we'll get those updates. Somebody came in. Well, actually, uh, you won't get that until the summer. But I don't know. Xbox gave us their plans and their first state of the play for the year. So. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure Nintendo's gonna do the same. <laughs> well, uh, actually, back to you. Yeah. Oh wow, an actual volley. Incredible. Uh, yeah, like they're actually pretty comparable. I want to say, like uh, the amount of stuff Xbox talked about that was exclusive to them because uh, they even threw in like a third party thing themselves and the amount of stuff that Sony talked about that was exclusive to them. But um, if we're going to compare them because people are going to compare them, I do think Sony has stronger offerings overall. It's mm-hmm. like stuff that more people are going to be like excited about and like spend more time with maybe. Uh, even me who like I generally lean towards like the kind of games that appear on the Xbox platform, the stuff that Sony is talking about is stuff that appeals to me. Like it's even though it's like it's very single player centric, it's like single player and gameplay centric. So like I can get behind yeah. that. And uh, again, oh, one Sony, you're sold on um, Dragon's Dogma 2 is an exclusive. So. Well, yeah, that, that yeah, that one is a third party one. Yeah, but. The yeah, I mean, Sony still still makes those <laughs> third party deals because um, the Xbox is is still so weak in Japan. And so Japanese yeah. developers like there's a reason we haven't seen Final Fantasy seven remake or Final Fantasy 16 on Xbox. And it's because they probably have the data of how Final Fantasy 15 sold on Xbox one. and It's probably not good. And so that's why we're like visions of mana is coming to Xbox uh, or children of <laughs> mana or whichever mana game it was. Um so, yeah, but that's, again, that you see Final Fantasy VII Remake or Rebirth. Uh, you see Kojima's what feels like his A-team project, right? Like Death Stranding mm-hmm. and then uh, the Tactical Espionage game feel like an A-team compared to uh, Microsoft gets the experimental thing, OD. Sure. Um, which they still haven't, like, said is legally a game yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, yeah, Sony's able to lock down uh, lock down those deals with a bunch of Japanese studios that uh, Xbox is trying to uh, get to, but um, have... have not quite yet uh, been mm-hmm. able to crack. So, yeah. Uh, cool. Going over. And again, today's show is going to be a little bit shorter than normal shows just because just our one topic was going to be reacting to this. And then we're talking about what we've been playing and everything and watching. And because uh, uh, we've been we've been streaming for a few hours already. So then we'll send you on your day. Uh, Nick, you got to you, uh, let's start off with you in uh, Suicide Squad, because obviously one of the big games of the week is Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Um, it is available in uh, if you if you uh, buy the deluxe version for one hundred dollars, you can play the game early. I believe it's coming out uh, Friday. Normally, the second um, yes. Nick, you put a few hours uh, in on the stream yesterday. Uh, what did you think of Suicide Squad? 
Uh, the gist of it is I like the writing. I like the characters. Uh, traversal and gameplay are fun. The mission design is bland as it gets and all of the trappings of every fucking life service game that exists today, where for some reason, every life service game from these major publishers is guns, 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 loot, 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 boring, boring, boring mission design over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, well, I, I haven't played beyond the stream, but like if those are the opening missions, I know I'm expected to play for the rest of the game, too. And so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just the, the entire time I was streaming yesterday, I just felt like there's, there's a linear, there's an action adventure game in here that's been overtaken by grindy, stay with us as long as you can service design, and I, I just, it's hard to recommend. <laughs> it's hard, mm-hmm. it, it's it's hard to recommend and and say like, yeah, come in at this on day one at sixty dollars and and stick with it. I, I have a really as sleeping on it, I have a bad feeling this is going to go the way Avengers very quickly, where they're going to get through these first few content updates and that, and then that's it. And then Rocksteady is going to see layoffs. And, uh, yeah. and, and you know, the founders leaving the studio, uh, I just, it's immense that further. Like clearly this isn't the game that they wanted to make. So they left and went back and made their own studio again. I, you know, the reports have been that, we all assumed Warner. This was a Warner Brothers mandate, and reports have been it was not that this was a Rocksteady decision. Now, granted, the game clearly went through several iterations over the past decade, mm-hmm. um, but uh, that—I mean, I don't know. Yeah, we—I guess we don't know what the full story is, but that's what some of the reports have said. But um, I, Nick, from watching you play, I, this is—I completely agree with you. Like the gameplay looked um, as dull as as. You could imagine the, well, that's the, the, city thing. the, the gameplay is good. The actual, it's the mission design. Yeah. And that's what I, I, I got to play the alpha um, a, a month or two ago. And the, the character movement, like being this person in the world feels good. The yeah. world feels bland as shit. It does. And the enemies mm-hmm. you are fighting feel so boring. They're just like purple crystal men. And I'm like, I don't, yeah. I'm playing a, a DC game. I don't want to play fight purple crystal men. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I pointed it out on the stream yesterday and, and Eric just showed like the, the penguin cutscene, right? That would have mm-hmm. been a whole mission in an Arkham game, tracking down the penguin and stopping him and all that. And in this, it's relegated to literally that mission is there's there's enemies spawning in, kill them. Okay. And cutscene. Here's penguin. Oh, we captured him on the cutscene. No, no scripted mission design to it. No interesting environment. Just I stood on a rooftop and I shot shit. And I'm like, that's I know what that's, this game is going to be for the rest of my time with it. Dang. And it's like a really annoying because I love the cutscenes and the writing cut and the, the characters. Really good. The tone, like it is clearly aping James Gunn's yeah. uh not just Suicide Squad, but Guardians of the Galaxy vibes, but it nails it really well. Yeah, and like, the and game is is charming and the, funny and Yeah. The question I'm asking myself is like, is that enough for me to want to play through the rest of this game? And it's kind of like uh, I guess I could just watch the cutscenes online. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad, but that yeah. this is becoming par for the course for Warner Brothers. <laughs> like they they want to leverage these IPs, and it feels like they are forcing these game studios underneath them to just do stuff. Like kind of like we were talking about with uh, Pocket Pair, 
like they they're saying like mix this with that like well, give us warner's been relatively good about it though because like metal earth shadow of war and shadow of mordor are both great i mean those are pretty One, old though <laughs> yeah but i mean yeah yeah well War, we were talking about on stream yesterday warner brothers does not have aside from their mobile games warner bros does not have a active live service game that the rest of the publisher has they do not have their golden goose yet and maybe uh, that's what this was supposed to be like maybe well, yeah of course it was <laughs> but right and, I, and maybe it's the case because like marty was saying like yeah they were saying like wb didn't like force them but maybe it was known like wb wanted one and maybe rocksteady was like hey we can do that like we can turn this thing into that thing and then over time realized that it was probably a lot more difficult uh and like maybe it maybe just turned into this because yeah it, it does seem like from what i can tell there's a lot of time and energy put into the cinematics and the story and the characters, but then everything around them seems like more last minute. Like that stuff maybe came after some turmoil Hexton, and it just had to get something uh, out. Hexton Tamaris is Warner Bros. published Cyberpunk 27. Uh, not sure. They published it. They were the distribution partner for Cyberpunk 2017. They did not publish it. There you go. So I didn't even know yeah. they were connected to it at all, if we're being honest. Yeah, they, they um, were the distributor publisher distributor for it in the united states but not okay. they didn't like fun, fun development fact. of yeah That's uh, fun fact right there um yeah yeah I, 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 yeah I i don't i don't know i'm curious i'm curious how the live service stuff builds up on it but i mean we there were things we were, we were excited about for the avengers live service part and they ended up being like what two or three missions and then that was like the expansion really, basically yeah, really short and a Spider-Man and, for PlayStation fans only that was just not a fun Spider-Man. And it was like, I'd rather be Spider-Man in the other Spider-Man game that you guys make. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's uh, kind of what I'm getting the vibe from this. Because even though even though they showed the Joker gameplay, it was still the same mission structure. Even sure, in that sure. trailer. Yeah. Um, Shabu again. I, think I need so to make sure Barry dodo. has not escaped my yard. Oh, yeah. No, fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Nick's uh, when we get paid tomorrow, Nick has already told me the first thing he's buying is new fence because his dogs have figured out how to escape. The penitentiary oh, no. of his backyard. <laughs> uh, Shibu again with the dono says, is the game a sales success so far? So the game isn't technically out till Friday. It is. You can mm-hmm. buy a $100 deluxe version to play the game early, or you can just wait till Friday like a like a normal human. I don't want to say if you bought $100. Human human being. I bought the early version of Prince of Persia Lost Crown to play early. It was, that was an extra $10, and let me tell you, well worth it. I didn't give a mm. shit about any of the stuff. They were like, here's a costume. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I want to dress. I like I like the design of your character. I don't need to dress up as anything else. Um, so uh, yeah, Nick, we're just talking about the super chat of uh, has the game been a sales success so far? We don't know yet. Uh, I don't think it will be. If I'm going to be honest, um, it, will, it also yeah, seems it can't, it's it can't a, be. It can't be a, sales now a weird lightning rod of of hardcore fans who have convinced themselves they're going to love this game saying how dare journalists not like the game yeah like there's like this game has become a culture war and i'm like we're having a culture war over this <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah there's a level of spite involved in people who are getting behind it but if i'm gonna be honest there also does seem to be a level of spite involved with some of the people who are against it like oh yeah like, i mean it's kind of like starfield. there's emotions being thrown around like starfield was a game this. where it's like if you either do or don't like this game that is a that is a, an actual personal trait of yours <laughs> that you need to take a look at like or you can well, just i mean like, there's like people yeah there's people legitimately mad over the ending of the game and and that you kill the justice league and it's like well 
guess you uh, missed that title there, sir. That also, you were too good. Um, you were too good at the game. Yeah, just fucking <laughs> yeah. be bad at the game. The Justice League will probably kill you. Apparently, if you leave the out of bounds thing and you keep going, uh, Amanda Waller detonates the thing around you. That's fun. That is a <laughs> no. That it's is not a cool. Fun. No, that is no, I, a cool a, idea. One time, it's fun. That's yes. a good in-universe boundary. That is a that's one of those ideas where if you're spitballing ideas for a thing, you're like, ooh, that's a good one. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we need it for the game, but yeah. Uh, and then Ark, thank you so much for a twenty dollar donation. Thank you so much, Ark. Gotta stop being a phoenix for a little bit, but I wanted yeah. to give one last dono. Huge props for everyone's work, and I look forward to supporting y'all more. Big hype. For everyone supporting Phoenix Wind, thank you so much. And look at that! You. A, did you see a hand come out and yeah. pet me? Yeah. What the my, f- was that about? Is that a, get it out of here! Oh. This is like a warrior wear. That's not my hand. These are my hands. These I are was my like, hands. what are you talking about? And I looked. I was like, oh, there it is. Um, thank you so much for uh, Eric said. If someone donated ten dollars, he would pet Marty, which I liked. That was very nice of you, Eric. Uh, and thank you so much, Eric, uh, for the dono. And totally understandable. Listen, life, life, so, so life Eric comes can... around. Uh, uh, bills, bills come. Life, life uh, events come. Uh, people have to. People have to drop off Phoenix tier. People have to knock it down. We we understand that. Like as someone who hasn't been paid in several months, I had to stop doing some things. And let so me tell you, you, I kept doing a lot of the things, and it's been bad. So I'm very you just got uh, you just got handied on Twitter, but I can't use a soundboard. I got handied on Twitter, but you can't use a soundboard. Yeah. What does handied on Twitter mean? Why did I say Twitter? I'm fucked. I don't know why you said because you always think about Twitter. But and I also don't know why you said you got handied. There is a difference between yeah, we got to talk about this handy. There's a difference between a on you. visual goof <laughs> and an audio thing that interrupts someone's flow when they're trying to describe the show. There's a, there's a big difference because you could choose to ignore a visual thing. Hard to ignore audio. Also, the hand thing is very nice. Art, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. And listen, if you can't, we understand if you can't be. Uh, if, you, if you can't be a paying member, just your your support, your positive vibes, your your liking. Honestly, a thumbs up, watching a video to the end that does yeah. a lot. It really, that really helps out. So we uh, we 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 greatly appreciate that. Uh, that was as close as we will ever say to like and subscribe. <laughs> I'll say like I literally told people to stop fighting the Discord and instead to like and subscribe oh, no. uh, earlier because they were fighting over liking and subscribing. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, you can do both. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nick, you've been playing, watching anything else? No, have I? You don't have to. I don't know what I've been doing. What have I been doing? I've been playing Serial Six Siege again. I haven't. I'm addicted again. Nice. Marvel Snap and Rainbow Six Siege. Oh my God! You got really lots of pets, Marty. You got lots of pets coming. You, you. Oh no! Some heavy petting coming your way. I'm trying to see if there's a good. What have you done, Eric? Why is this hand blue? (laughs) What is this? An avatar? Robo, protect me. Oh, it worked. He's protecting you. He's taking your pets for you. <laughs> this is just weird. This is chaotic. <laughs> this is avant garde. Uh, so you've been playing more Rainbow Six, and you've been—it's good. Like you're still smashing those walls and everything. Yes. Uh, also, like every time I come back to it after a few months of not playing it, the meta has completely changed, and I just look like that guy standing in the field, going, "Where, where is everything?" <laughs> oh no, the meta. Yeah. You're welcome. But I was on stream with you. Let you the meta over there. Yes. Uh, Get off me. Was there new levels or what's going on over there? Uh, Yeah, there's a new map. 
new characters and every time there's a new character the meta changes also like if i don't play for a few months people choose their initial spawn location differently for the objectives and it annoys the hell out of me yeah get up to date like instead of bomb like the original bomb room it'll be moving to the new bomb room and then i'm like where is my drone going i don't know frustration ensues i feel your pain i don't understand it at all but i empathize with you I don't understand what any of those words meant, but I hope you either blow up the building or disarm the bomb and the, the, stop the people from blowing up the building. Yes. Uh, Reaper's Grim, thank you so much for the 10 Canadian dollars. I believe that's what instigated the petting. Uh, and then uh, David Dubois, $10 dono to pet Marty. And then Quintuple, a, a $30 dono. I don't even know if this is technically possible. Quintuple, can you pet all three? I don't Either. think that's. I don't, I don't even know. Think that's, yeah, I don't think Eric has enough hands for that. Yeah, <laughs> like literally or figuratively. Goro. He's gonna have to put one on me, one on the two of you, and he's gonna have to control shift, and then somehow find a way to move the mouse both left and right at the same time. Uh, he could, if, if there's uh, anyone who could do it, that's Eric. I believe in you. Full. Oh, it already uh, happened. Uh, oh, oh, oh no, they're coming. <laughs> the hands are on the <laughs> way. Oh, okay. This hand is just spear figuring folks now. <laughs> to to people listening uh, at home on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite po- Apple Podcast services, if you watch the video, you get visual gags like Eric putting severed hands into frame to pet us at our desks, and it's very nice. I'm gonna say, I like. God damn it! <laughs> I hate this. So very good, Eric. Very good. Without Casey, uh, no, you weirdo. You very, weirdo. Very good. Um, <laughs> My uh, my uh, week has been uh, spent. Uh, I finished Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. Excellent game. Didn't outstay its welcome. Just really, really fun and challenging and introducing uh, interesting new uh, gameplay wrinkles. Yeah, man, I looked up in the stream and I saw your hand, and then I was confused that it wasn't your that. No, I had my. I have my own hands. We're able to do okay. it as well. Um, and so, uh, yeah, just a really, a really great, uh, a really great revitalization of the series and just a really fucking great Metroidvania, honestly, top to bottom. Uh, there's still a bunch of, there's, there's uh, some challenge rooms and stuff I haven't done. And I love the challenge rooms. The challenge rooms are a, either really interesting puzzles or be really crazy, hard platforming things like those sort of uh, hollow Knight like, the floor and ceiling are spikes for a very long time and you need to yes. get through an area by like doing very precise platforming. Uh, but uh, I loved it because everything, the game feels really good and it also runs great. I played the entire thing in a handheld mode on switch ran perfectly. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of that game. It's, it's maybe my favorite game of the year so far. And that, yeah, I know it's like, it's Marty, it's one month into the year, but there've been three bangers so far for me. So um, yeah, just really, really big fan of uh, Prince. Pretty Richard. much, pretty much every Every game that's come out so far besides Suicide Squad seems to have been <laughs> really good. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to talk about more of them. But... Yeah, tomorrow's going to be interesting with the Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Yeah, which see, we, see we just got code for today, so we'll we'll jump into that and see um, see how that is. Casey, have you got a chance to play any Tekken? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I have not, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been watching stuff about Tekken and listening to some friends play a lot of Tekken. Um, and man, people are very much enjoying it. <laughs> like, yeah. so I, I kind of, I'm kind of thinking like, should I, should I like put some energy into Tekken? Cause I'm still of the mindset that Tekken feels the most basic of like all these, uh, fighters that have come out recently. Yeah. It's, it's the easiest to like button mash to hell, but like there, of course there are skill involved if you like know, um, what you're doing, but I, 
I like where you have to put in at least a little effort to sure. to get some rounds. Yeah, you can't be. A uh, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, again a lot of just a lot of these big games like Tekken's been getting huge scores. Obviously, uh, like a dragon, infinite wealth. Got really great reviews. I believe it's the highest reviewed game in the series uh, up to this point. Uh, I've been chipping away at that. It is it is a big, beefy adventure with a lot of interesting side quests and diversions. And so, uh, I've been doing a lot of that. I believe I'm uh, well. I'm on I'm on a, a pivotal chapter halfway through the game where a lot of things change. But uh, I'm still really digging it. Um, Nick, have you been, have you played it all the last couple nights, or have you? Um, uh, no, I have are not you going to keep playing it? Like, do you think you're going to finish it? Yeah, yeah, I'll finish okay. it. Uh, I mean, I'm I've put 20 hours into it, so you know, might yeah. as well finish it at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like the uh, it's like chapter seven where things get like really interesting. Yeah, they get real spicy, and by then they've introduced most of the various side quests and mini games. Like that's yeah. I think chapter six is where you get the the Animal Crossing esque uh, island mini game. Uh, yeah, I wanted out of that as fast as I could get. Uh, quintuple said that they when they got there they did not leave the island until they did everything and got five Jeez. stars and so they spent eight hours on the island oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh which is very funny um but yeah the reason uh i kind of haven't played a bunch of it the last couple nights is because we got code for um persona 3 reload which I've, I've put about 25 hours into now um damn that was fast since the weekend my my this is the one game when when persona comes along i'm like i'm gonna see how these kids are doing and then eight hours go by and i'm like my family has left me (laughs) i have i have no one i have no one except the kids uh the game is the game is really good uh i wrote a i wrote a piece that uh went up on our patreon to everyone so i'm gonna link it here so even if you're not a member since we got pre-release code we wanted to send this uh, uh make this public uh but i wrote a piece how Despite my love of Persona 3, or of, of Persona as a franchise, like I, I fell for it in Persona 5. I went back and played 4 Golden. I played all this, the the um, the knockoffs, or the, the side ones. I played, uh, I dungeon crawled in Persona Q. I played fighting game campaigns in the arena games. I played dancing game campaigns, and I don't want to play dancing games. I played a Muso in Strikers, and I don't want to play a Muso. Um, I went back and played Persona 1, both Persona 2s, and Persona 3, obviously. Oh uh, mm-hmm. Both versions of it. I played Fez, and I played uh, Persona 3 Portable. Persona 3 never gelled with me. It felt to me, despite being the third game, technically the fourth game, since 2 is 2 games, this is a very confusing series, um, it felt like the way when we talk about Assassin's Creed 1 or Uncharted 1, where it felt like a proof of concept right. that they then refined and just made every aspect of better in Persona 4 and then Persona 5. And so it was always hard for me. I always liked Persona 3, but I never loved it. Um, what Reload does is it takes all of the good things about Persona 3, which is its its story and its atmosphere and its, its characters, uh, but then adds all of the quality of life bells and whistles of Persona 4 and 5. It is it is much more fun to play. The world feels more alive. Everything is uh, everything is faster. Everything is more convenient. Uh, and I've been having an absolute blast so far. And I'm like, this is finally I'm now understanding why everyone loves it's the Danny DeVito thing of like through tears being like, I finally get it. And it's me. I finally get it. Um, so nice. um, yeah, I'm really, really loving it. Going to play more. You're, the fact the fact like between Final Fantasy and that, the fact that like you go through and play like every possible iteration of anything related to those franchises, even as a big fan of Halo, I have never done that. <laughs> like I haven't it's, gone back uh, and played like the, the mobile games like Spartan Assault or anything. Yeah. That's it's funny. like a, it's a diagnosis. Yeah, this is some type of diagnosis. I've talked about it with professionals. Don't worry. 
<laughs> don't you worry about that, Nick. Um, oh, I, don't, I, I don't know why you go to therapies. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just to be like, I need someone to talk about um, Persona, and they can't say no for an hour. So there you go. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I'm a big uh, it's just what I was saying. It's been a really good start to the year is um, between Prince of Persia, Yakuza and Persona. Just a bunch of games I've really loved. And then you have like Power World, which is out here. Fucking I think they said at this point, what is it like 19 million copies between Game Pass and uh, Steam? Damn. Absurd. You play more uh, people, people playing on Xbox haven't sold 19 million copies. Yeah, between, well, no, 19 million copies between copies sold on Steam, and I believe they said 12 million sold on Steam and 7 million on Game Pass. Oh, they went, they said 12 million sold on Steam now? I believe so. I believe that's what they said. Why? I missed that. Uh, Yeah, that's a lot. Um, Has he been playing any more Power World? Uh, I have, yes. I I have been playing more Power World. Tell us about it. Um, It's still the same loop. Except uh, you get more stuff and like that, it's exciting because all you all you ever really want to do is collect the creatures. Right. Like that's the whole draw creature collector. But the fact that they like they gamify it because even though it's a game, they gamify it because those creatures help you build things in your base that will then help you go out and uh, catch more creatures and get strong enough to like deal with uh, other situations like enemies and whatnot that come through. So it is fun, like with all the the hubbub about how everybody stole my word. <laughs> Nick, you did not create that word. <laughs> Taking credit for it anyway. <laughs> well, with all with all the talk about you know how soulless it is and how corporate it is, all that stuff, like all that is true, doesn't change the fact that they even accidentally stumbled across a formula that is fun. Yeah, and like and there's funny stuff in Power World, like like they they have. Uh, Folks have already seen this, I think. But there's a there's a pal in the game that is basically like a, a sex pervert. <laughs> yeah, so isn't that the 69th one too? Like, yeah, and it's the 69th one in the pal deck. So like, clearly, someone has a sense of humor who's behind the behind this stuff. Yeah, like it 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 is acting as a satire. Like it has a sense of humor about the fact that it's a Pokemon derivative. Sure, sure. because it's com- it's commenting on that fact. Like this reminds me a lot of. Um, Velma, the the HBO series that folks hated because essentially that show, yeah, kind of it does not like the source material. Like it's kind sure. of telling you that the source material is ass, and we're making fun of it. And me, as not a fan of Scooby Doo, ate that up. Like mm. I think Velma is a very funny show because it is very cynical towards the source material that's copying, and that is what Power World kind of is. But I, but it accidentally is just a more fun experience for a creature collector than I think what Nintendo has offered the last couple iterations. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's funny because again, I, I've said this, this is not my kind of game, mm-hmm. but I, I, the fact that like people are rallying around this, I'm I've come around to, I, I'm like kind of supportive of this. Um, I, I like that <laughs> in a, in the, the doldrums of winter, people have found enjoyment in this, <laughs> kind of weird janky like yeah like it is far from finished crashes yeah, all the uh, damn time like i yeah, still can't I, play multiplayer with my friends on xbox like we have to make a specific multiplayer server that like they have to let me know like hey i want to play some of my character like all right let me launch it up and leave my xbox right in that's the only way we'd be able to do it <laughs> yeah and as someone who like i appreciate the jank and i kind of miss the jank i feel like sometimes too much polish can be a bad thing like i have to go to bat for this game even though i'm never mm-hmm. gonna play it i still like i think <laughs> I'm, i think i approve of it um yeah by the time it actually gets finished i'll probably 
never touch it again. <laughs> like by the time yeah. it's actually like a 1.0 version. Yeah, yeah I made a, when, when people are gonna jump off it. But I made a made my uh, video on it, and I, I've I've now exited the discussion on power because a you, bunch of people you, took my video as like you're defending AI, and I'm like I literally said it's taking away and opening and also yeah came from a corporate media company that would be more than happy to replace me with AI. Or they did. So, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. yeah. So awesome. like, I, I don't know how you watch my video and come away that I'm defending AI, but whatever. It's uh, defending AI. Come for nah. me. Come for me, Internet. <laughs> I love Power World. Yeah. It's a, uh, no, it's, it's, I, again, my uh, final statement in that video is like, I hope they finish this game. And boy, 12, uh, 12 million copies sold gives you enough money to hire uh, an entire triple A, quadruple A team to finish this thing. <laughs> Maybe they can poach some game freaks. Yeah. Get some of those game freak leaks. <laughs> See? Do you think that's what they call themselves? The little freaks? <laughs> like internally, yep. The little freaks. Sinu uh, with a $10 dono. Thank you so much. Can we get the Monty Python foot to play at the end of the stream? Eric, I don't know if you know what that is, but you, your challenge has been uh, the gauntlet. Has oh, been he was ready. Right there. <laughs> he was absolutely you ready. That Super Jack gave a little while ago, so I think he's, <laughs> he's been planning that. Uh, and then Jack DeGhetto with a $20 dono. Thank you so much, Jack. Two years ago, Nick gave me the following advice if I wanted to get into the games industry. Reach out to everyone you'd like to work with. Tonight, a project I worked on was featured in State of Play. Hey, Thanks, awesome. Nick. Oh, wow. That okay. fucking rules. I love that. Look at, look at you, Nick, giving, giving good advice. Let's okay, um, not make that video that I wrote. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> That's fine, Marty. That's fine. I still don't think you should make the video. <laughs> uh, Jack, that is uh, that is really awesome to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking glad about that, Jack. That that rules. That's really yeah. exciting, too, to see a thing you made, like, featured in a big old showcase that a million people are watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, did, I did write up a whole script about uh, if you want to get into games writing. I'm not going to turn it into a video to Inside Baseball, but uh, it will be posted on the Patreon at some point. Yeah. And I also just bit my lip, and that hurt really bad. Oh. Helps to the best of us. Use the foot to um, rub Nick's uh, lip, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Ew, feet gross. No, thank you. Uh, Casey, no, no. You, uh, you, you play or watch anything else before we... Uh, um, I, I, I've started uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Season 2. Mm. Um, apparently yeah, there's been... This uh, is the anime. Yes, this is the anime, yes. Uh, apparently there's been a quality drop, uh, unfortunately. I don't know what that's about. Don't know uh, if maybe the first season didn't do well, and so... In them trying to continue to tell their story, they they kind of cut some costs. <laughs> that that happens. A lot of anime studios will do that. I think. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like the storytelling actually picked up a little bit. Like the first season felt super uh, generic. Like the the universe is kind of generic. Uh, it just has like interesting character designs, but like yeah. none of their personalities are kind of worth a damn. Like they're they're all just so polite to each other. But the, the second season starts um, toying a little bit more with some newer characters that are a bit more fun to watch. Like, it's nothing like revolutionary, but I, I have noticed an uptick uh, in terms of like my engagement into kind of the story that they were telling. Um, and also, the, even though like the animation quality dipped a little bit, uh, the action jumped up a little bit as well. Like, they, cool. I guess they traded that off because like some stuff happened that kind of made my eyes go wide real quick. I was like, oh, I didn't know you had characters doing this level of damage in, in this yeah. world. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool. Like I'm liking it so far. I think right now 
Uh, I'm not super far in, but uh, I think I'm about to watch another kind of bonus episode where they, they're going to switch the main protagonist from the male character to the female character. Yeah, so, I like you mentioned that last time, and I, I, I think that's a cool idea. I kind of like that. Yeah, they, they don't. I, I wish they played more with that, but they they save those, it seems, for just one off sort of extra things. Yeah, so like, like, it's, it's kind of not actually tied to the main story because they've chosen the male hero as like the main character for the actual anime. Yeah, as the uh, the, the canonical lead. Yeah, but yeah. if you were to ask the game studio, they say like, no, they're both the lead. But like this anime yeah. makes them out as liars. Say <laughs> <laughs> that, but do they mean it? Um, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Great. Anything else? Do you guys want to want to wrap up for the evening? We did a, we uh, did a nice beefy uh, almost two and a half hour stream. Last last thing yeah. I remember, I've been watching is the uh, the TED show. Uh, oh cool. yeah, I heard that was pretty TED. good. Yeah, it's actually really funny. Uh, yeah, I've been seeing I mean, funny ass clips from it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it almost feels like humor from a different time, like <laughs> time before, like the like 2016 humor. Uh, so it's it's kind of refreshing to just kind of have a show like kind of go all in with that humor, and you know, I guess you know, wouldn't expect anything less from the you know Ted. Uh, but it like it's it's actually like a really solid prequel. Like it actually, it's it's been fun, uh, and it doesn't take itself very seriously. Yeah, and it's the the acting is all great, so I, I, I actually highly recommend it. It's been it's been a fun time. Not yeah, done with it yet. Yeah. Taking four episodes in, I, it's kind of like been my my watch during lunch show, so I have to keep breaking it up in <laughs> the sections. Thank you for coming to Nick's TED Talk. Yeah, <laughs> not much to say other than that. It's just a good comedy show. <laughs> I don't know if you got there, if you like that stupid humor. If you like uh, what, if you like anthropomorphic bears, what's uh, what's the That's McFarlane? Yeah, if you like his his brand of humor, then I guess you'll like the show. No yeah, more like, Wahlberg, though. Like, even if you got tired, the kid, the kid actually does uh, the New York accent of Wahlberg super well. Like, I it's My one God, thing Nick, that's that is a Austin accent. Boston, You're Boston, 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 Boston. <laughs> sent to jail. Fine. That's fine. They're, I don't like. They're gonna Boston throw anyway. so much chowder at you. I, I, I said you don't I, like Boston anyway. I don't you like Boston. Friend of the show, Ben Affleck is gonna be don't offended. Like, don't like Boston. No. When I went to Boston, people were not very nice to me there. The drivers, are really their the drivers are really mean in Boston. Drivers are mean everywhere. People get behind a car and they just get mad. No, drivers are just stupid everywhere. Drivers in Boston are just mean. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think Boston's great. Shout out to Boston. Beantown. Uh, they got Fenway they got, Park. Look, I put in the Patreon update that I was a Red Wings fan, and I had a bunch of Boston fans coming after me. And I'm like, you have the guy, you have the guy that likes to lick people's faces. You have no room to, you have no leg to stand on. Go away. <laughs> Who likes to lick people's faces? Uh, his name is Brad Marchand. He used to be on the Boston Bruins. Oh, licking people? I like that. Yeah, that's it. that was his asshole. Like his uh, shit talking was just licking people's face. Like yeah, you mean like a- in like during sports? Things. Yeah, like during hockey, like look at he would Eric, lick Eric, other Eric, people. Put up on YouTube. Put up on YouTube. Put up on YouTube. Let's see it. How do, Let's don't see they wear visors and whatnot? He he put his tongue underneath their visor. <laughs> you see, that's how you get. A, that's how you get a tongue chopped off. We're we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna prove it while you're closing out. What do I need Make to search? Sure Ask his name because I don't know. Search no one knows. Brad, at Brad Marchand. You type it to him because that man has a fake name. Shit. Send him the link to said while we get while we do our closings and our salutations, you can you can work with Eric to get a nice licking thing. This is just hockey. You're just now we're just watching. Hockey. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to get the whole NHL is just going to arrest us. 
We're just gonna get absolutely <laughs> fucking. We're gonna get. We don't have express written consent. <laughs> yeah, neither did he when he licked those people. <laughs> here, the video. Oh, here he goes. He's gonna lick people. Um, Casey, while we watch the licking, uh, where can folks find you? What should folks check out? Uh, <laughs> as usual, you guys can find me at Sigma Gears Nine on all the socials. Um, new episode of the Sigma Show podcast. Uh, you can find on my Twitch as well as social uh, uh, as well as podcast services. Um, we will still be doing um, the wedding streams uh, this Friday. Uh, we finished uh, House of Ashes, and we're probably going to be moving on to Stray next. So look forward to that. There he is. Look, he's looking, people. He just yeah, did he's it. all he's all on his face. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chad, if you're uh, or uh, listeners, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast service, uh, you're missing a video of a hockey player licking uh, other other hockey players. <laughs> yeah, which is very nice. What's funny is like the guy who was like fighting him. Like once he started getting licked, he just didn't know what to do anymore. Hockey players are just licking you. Like I'd play. Like, I don't know what the fuck I would be doing. Like, exactly. What just happened to on? me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then tomorrow, uh, Casey, you and I will be back yeah. to help me cry. <laughs> in the evening yes yeah and folks should look forward to you have a couple uh, bite-sized the uh slash preview oh yeah, yeah. Coming some bite-sized are, are on the way in the near future one that i edited uh, one that i wrote and played as well yeah yeah um so yeah keep an eye out on those uh nick what do you have what your folks check out uh i am working on my next video script which will be uh um live service stuff and i did decide on a name thanks to the commenters it'll be called unpacked so who knows when i'll have branding for that but it'll 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 get there eventually but you gotta get in line fun. you got you're not ahead of the we've been waiting darren and i are just we're hungry yeah yeah polish and irish contingency we will we will be announcing a new podcast soon for those of you that have been waiting for <laughs> darren goodness yeah uh, it's called darren goodness but yeah, uh, uh, my my show will be kind of about the intersection of business and video games. Uh, so I'll be talking about subjects like that. I guess I won't be talking about subjects on video about getting into games media, uh, but that's fine. <laughs> I like roasting you for that. You're not uh, roasting me. I said this shouldn't be a video, <laughs> and so it's not going to be a video. So I think you're the one who got roasted because you spent a lot of time writing something that's not going to be a video. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Nikki, uh, you just not brought it up. I wasn't going to bring it up. It is insane <laughs> that you brought that up to me. Absolutely insane. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else I'm doing. Just just show up tomorrow for Shoot the Shit, or maybe I'll do a uh, launch day stream for Grand Blue Fantasy Riddlink because I want to play that too. So we'll see. That comes out Friday, though, I believe. Fuck. <laughs> I actually don't know if the email we got. Um, I don't know what day it is. I don't know if the email we got had an embargo. I didn't. I'm gonna oh, okay. Well, put it in the thing. People wanted to see us play Hunt Showdown, so maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Gun hoedown. Shunt shooter. Shit! I said shunt hoedown. <laughs> no, you said it fine. I was joking. Oh, oh no, Grand Blue launches on the first, so in theory, if you want to play it, I think you could, that's just tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It, I yeah, thought it launched on the tomorrow. second, like all the other games. But I guess you want to get in one day early. Or you want to shoot the shit? You know what? It's everyone's. Everyone have a nice. Mm. Everyone can do whatever they want. Mm. It's it's everyone's special day. Mm. Um, but yeah, tomorrow we'll have uh, a stream at three p.m. Central. Uh, uh, a something stream featuring Nick, uh, and then uh, Devil May Cry uh, tomorrow night at seven p.m. Central. Uh, the normal weekend streams. Uh, so at the, at the normal times, and then uh, yeah, we don't have a stream on Friday. Maybe I will do a, a little Persona. Uh, launch day stream on on Friday. So um, 
more details uh, to come for that. And then, uh, yeah, they have announced that uh, the Final Fantasy VII uh, thing is going to be at 5.30 Central on Tuesday. So I'll probably stream that on my personal channel. And I like sitting there and then pointing at mechanics that I recognize. We get paid tomorrow. We get paid and I tomorrow. saw that remote sent my invoice in, so... It's very weird. exciting. We get paid. So if you haven't joined Patreon, because we're now we're pulling money out of the company, go do that. <laughs> yeah, it's very that. helpful. You uh, yeah. you will be seeing uh, we we weren't going to release a financial report, but then everybody's been asking about expenses. So uh, we will release a financial report with our first round of big expenses for January. And then after that, your next one will be uh, at the end of March. There you go. So Fiscal we'll year. do we'll do a quarter once a quarter after that. So. But yes, you will see like the real cost of the business. Uh, probably not tomorrow, but probably by Monday you'll see that. Oh my God, when keeping it real goes wrong. Uh, <laughs> for uh, Nick and for Casey, and especially for Eric, thank you so much for producing this whole thing. We really appreciate it. Uh, this was Marty. This was Firelink episode number eight. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for the uh, state of play, reacting to it, uh, as well as for um, um, this episode. It really means a lot to us. So uh, thank you guys so much. And thank you, everyone, for watching. I uh, hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.